Greetings, fellow adventurers, and welcome to the Couple of Nerds podcast. I'm D&D Wife, the creator of dndwifestories.com, and your co-host. Joining me is the man behind the screen, my brilliant dungeon master, and also my husband, Egile. Say hi, Egile. Hey, everyone. Excited to be here sharing our nerdy adventures with all of you. Absolutely. So what's Couple of Nerds all about? Well, we're diving into the realms of Extraeus, sharing our experiences, playing D&D in our apartment, and exploring the intricate tapestry of relationships both in and out of the game. And we got some exciting segments for you all. From lore deep dives to crafting tips, artwork showcases, and relationship advice on and off the table, we've got a little bit of everything for every kind of adventurer. So whether you're a seasoned adventurer or a tabletop newbie, we invite you to join us today. Tune in, relax, and enjoy the magic of Couple of Nerds. May your roles be natural 20s and your adventures be legendary. Welcome everyone to Couple of Nerds, episode 9. This is our second segment of Comic Cave, so I'm super excited to talk about that. I'm D&D Wife, your host, and with me is going to be my co-host, Dungeon Master E. Guile, and also my husband. What's up, everyone? <laughs> and then we also have a returning guest, digital artist Antlink. Yay. Hello. Thank you for having me back. <laughs> Absolutely. Welcome, welcome. Uh, so today we are uh, going to be revisiting our Comic Cave segment, and today's uh, sort of topic is going to be the new comic, which is called Escape from the Hull. Uh, so that's going to be super interesting to dive into. I'm excited. Uh, so jumping right into the the piece here, it looks super interesting and dynamic from the get go. It's so cool. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, at first it starts off small, right? We just see uh, a hooded figure sitting on the ship, not really engaging yep. with anyone except the little cat, minding her own business. Yeah. You know. Uh, she's not really engaged at all. She's mm-hmm. just a passenger for all we know. Right. She She's not part of the crew. It doesn't look like she's not doing any labor. She's just kind of sitting there mm-hmm. having a fun time on her own. But to the second panel, we have something is poking up out of the storage area, <gasps> the hull of the ship. Uh, it's pitch black down there, but yeah. we see a couple of figures emerging. And I oh. think... Uh, our passenger and captain are starting to take notice. Yeah, it's strange when a grate just suddenly kind of starts popping up slowly, but very visibly because it's in the middle of the ship. Right. As we find out, <laughs> it's not like the hugest ship. No, so, it's uh, very small. It's pretty uh, in the dead center. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, think of a very small like shipping vessel maybe, and uh, and the grate is really like maybe a third of the of the size of the entire ship. Exactly. So it's definitely noticeable when it starts popping up, and so everybody's just kind of poking their heads out from wherever they are and just kind of being like, oh, what's that? What's going on? Right, but <laughs> then we see that all attempts at stealth are thrown to the wayside. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I just had to, I didn't, I just had to break for it as Bogbean. You know, it's what she would do. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I mean, it's always a big thing when like in like D&D comics and like you stuff like graphic art, mm-hmm. you can always kind of tell like, okay, that's a natural one. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like Oof. right off the bat, you the know, stuff did not go well. you know, like when you see something where it's like, oh man, that character art is so cool. They did something amazing. It's like, I bet that was a nat 20. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. They, they did so good. It must've been well, a perfect It'll role. be, it'll be nice. Cause I'm hoping in future art that you do, it'll be very clear when one particular character gets his nat 20s Mm -hmm. because that'll lead to some pretty interesting art oh i look forward to that so much because we have made kind of an iconic little uh, scenario for that eventuality for that character (laughs) absolutely uh all the moments are accumulating and adding up but uh that is definitely like the biggest part of the process for me is like going back into the sessions like mm-hmm. because like some of these were like a year ago already which yeah. is crazy to think it's about been a while. <laughs> it's been but a while we don't always remember exactly 
how everything went. Like we have yeah, like, we you know, the, the moments, but mm-hmm. uh, it's really nice to like be able to go back and pick out, okay, wow, that has to be elevated. Yeah. That's something that's like, Oh, they didn't go this way, they went this way. Mm-hmm. You know? I mean, this is how it happened. For me, it's always cool. Like as the, as the dungeon master, like obviously this is a lot of the scenes that I see in my head. Yeah. And it's kind of cool to see different interpretations from like the perspective of how the player saw it mm-hmm. versus how I saw it. Well, let mm-hmm. me ask, do, do, does it look like it looked in your head? Like, is it similar or... Yeah, I had kind of like the like Hanna Barbera kind of cartoony idea of like these two like lifting up a grate where it's like blatantly obvious. Yeah. Um, and it was just one of those things where like as a DM when you 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 set up obvious punchline mm-hmm. bait, and so when they, it was like, no, they won't do that. They won't do that. They're gonna they're gonna know they're gonna be seen. Right. They're like whatever, and it's like they did it. Yep, they did that. <laughs> so, and I love that the comic is kind of going to now show that mm-hmm. as this kind of that iconic moment where some of the characters, or at least the player characters' first introductions were just more of like, okay, as a player, you're like, they really did that. It's like, okay, now I have to react a certain way. Get ready. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and in the last panel, you can see everyone's kind of jumping exactly. to attention. It's like, oh, crap, something's happening, you know? Uh, so it's really fun to see that progression. Uh, yeah, it's, it is very, very, definitely very comic, uh, comic-y. <laughs> definitely leaves you on a cliffhanger about like, what are these uh, chuckle, chuckle yeah. heads doing? How will this new scenario mm-hmm. be dealt with? How will uh, Bob Bean and Bricky, her <laughs> friend, really fare out there? Because nobody, nobody above, as we can see, like nobody above really knew what was going on down there. Nobody heard anything. Uh, it was pretty quiet. And so... Nobody knew. <laughs> exactly. They kind of made the decision themselves to, well, herself. I'm not going to pull Bricky into this. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, they were just cargo. It, exactly. Yeah, at the end of the day, uh, you can't really blame the cargo for wanting a little fresh air. <laughs> but, you know, uh, they kind of uh, worked together for the first time because of that. They're both cargo. Mm-hmm. We're assuming that we're both in the same dastardly situation. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. then we have to obviously decide if the people that we meet up top, if they're all working together, mm-hmm. whose alliances with who. Who's mean? Know. Who's nice? Who mm-hmm. can we trust? Yeah, I mean, it was a great way to start, like, mm-hmm. session one. So oh, that yeah. way, it, it wasn't just your stereotypical, like, yeah, we're all heroes. We're in a bar. Some guy told us we need to go do something. Yeah. It was like, okay, we have no clue. Clue, and there's such are. a mixture of veteran players and rookie players mm-hmm. that the veteran players are going, what are we doing? We can't get into a fight at level one where the rookie player is like, let's just have fun. Yeah, let's jump and into that it. that balance is what makes these events happen. Mm-hmm. It looks so much fun to see kind of like our decisions come into come into life on the, on the canvas. But like, what do you say at Link is like really where you start? Like, obviously this is like super detailed, but where do you yeah. begin? Mm-hmm. For something like this, um, I've been super thankful for Clip Studio Paints, like assets. Like, yeah. I think um, there's definitely so much uh, free assets on the internet um, and paid assets, you know, depending on your pay grade, mm-hmm. whatever. But you can, that's where I wanted to start was the setting. It's yeah. like, what's the composition? Mm-hmm. You know, you make your thumbnail so that you're like, okay, is this composition like really terrible? Mm-hmm. I'm not going to spend like 10 hours on this yeah. just to throw it away. So finding the setting and finding something that was, like, compatible uh, really helped for such a project like this Mm because I didn't want to draw them in blank space. Like, I really kind of got away with it, the first comic, Mm because they're in a really dark room. They cannot see. it looks like a blank space, Mm -hmm. yeah. It sells. Like, what would you say is probably, like, the breakdown between, like, you just first going, okay, what do I want it to be to, like, being done? I feel like I kind of... 
I like redo over and over. Mm, so I have okay. like the blank sketch, the I'm preparing like the shapes and the uh, proportions of mm-hmm. everything, especially since I'm more like I rely on assets for like the environment, but I'm definitely more practiced at like characters, you know, Character like, you know, yeah. humanoid characters. So like getting the uh, proportions right and everything at first, that helps you. And then mm-hmm. you're refining your sketch with that before you put down all of the, the details because yeah. that proportion will get lost if you're just going straight to details mm-hmm. like setting the foundation is super important yeah and it helps with perspective to see where people mm-hmm. are looking or where they're facing so because they might not notice something that's going on if they're facing away from the where the action is mm-hmm. so it, it could you know it could show different aspects i, I like that i mean because i see like for you, you mostly do kind of landscapes, whereas Antlink yes. is much more like the character kind of physical work. character work. Mm-hmm. Is there any work. real distinct difference between like the concept for like creation to begin with to end of completion? I feel like landscape work is a little more forgiving uh, just because with the character work, you really want to be precise about the lines, the shading and how everything looks. Uh, landscaping gives you a little extra like leeway because you can use broader brush strokes. Uh, now, that's only certain landscapes. Uh, like I said, I've done a night sky, a day sky, and those were pretty simple because they're they're nice, big, open spaces. But if you're doing something like a cityscape, that's a, that's a big problem because you have multiple points of direction. You have multiple points of perspective that you have to account for in a city that's not just on the horizon coming forward. It, they could be a bunch of gotcha. different things. Yeah, that's definitely the common thing is perspective, like fits them both uh, together. And um, mm-hmm. it's it's definitely maybe a little more forgiving because it's so much more, I guess, they're still organic characters, but like the organic landscape is flowing and it's yeah. like, you know, even if something's like funky or weird, it's like, you know, it's fantasy, whatever. But yeah, like, we if, can explain it. If an eye looks wonky, it's like, oh, it's like, is that supposed to be like right. that? Right. They messed up. You know, you can kind of tell. Yeah, I can, I can see how that can be a, a little more of a challenge. Or yeah, when, it's... like, you hide hands. Mm-hmm. I was a hand hider. Right, put them behind your back. Or, like, uh, maybe, maybe their, the po- their hands the are crossed. The pose is yeah. very specific yeah. in a way. Mm-hmm. I get hands you, I get you. Pockets. Okay. Hands are, the like, the most terrible to draw. They're I, just so intricate. I've heard so you difficult. complain many a times when trying to draw hands <laughs> in your original artwork. Yeah, and faces are tough, too. Mm. Like you said, the eye part is so difficult to get. But that's what messes with me for like landscapes and like nature settings is because like there's the one hand where you want to make everything look random. Like Mm -hmm. it's supposed to have just been there or fallen there. Yeah. yeah. Like I know you were working on like the night sky with the Mm -hmm. stars and I'm impressed at how you're able to kind of put the depth where it doesn't look so planned. Yeah. You know, like whenever I play stars or clouds even, like Mm -hmm. it just looks so artificial you know, I think it's because I did it in an unplanned way. So I didn't sit there and draw each and every dot that represented a star in the night sky. I used a really nice brush as a, spa- uh, a spray paint brush mm-hmm. that makes little dots of different sizes, too. So you don't get just like a uniform star that's all the same size. And I kind of made it huge and mm-hmm. brushed it over the canvas. And then I went in with a glow brush and started like putting in the glow in it. And it really created that sort of like... Uh, balance of randomness that you see yeah the layers of depth as Mm -hmm. well so like as you guys are both saying like you know you guys both kind of do two distinct styles uh i mean what are some of the challenges you face to get started as like what would you give as advice to others who either want to be landscape Mm -hmm. or character design just start trying 
it, it, you know, it's it's about your passion. It's about how much you really like doing it. If you're super interested, there's plenty of free programs out there that you can get started on. That way you don't feel like you're investing too much too quickly. And then if you decide, hey, this is really something I not only do I like, but I feel like I'm getting really good at, then you can invest in some software like Clip Studio Paint uh, that really provides you that extra boost for different brushes, different assets, like Ant Link mentioned, that can really boost your, your artistic capabilities and you can keep growing from there 100 percent, and i am one to uh i accumulate positive wholesome memes if i if possible so like my favorite that's rare my favorite please do call me out my favorite one is uh it's i can't remember what it's like from or what Mm -hmm. the template is but it's like some guy yelling at you like just make the art if it's just if it's bad yeah it's worth it you know like that's you have to start there you have to start somewhere paint on canvases and it sells for millions of dollars so if they can do that anything can be considered artwork but it's also like you see like even established artists have that thing where it's not it's just ironic where you put so much into a piece and it gets like two likes and then you drew Mm -hmm. this little like dump doodle but it's so funny and relatable and yeah. being kind of, you know, quote unquote bad. Like that doesn't really mm. exist. It's like a really. sketch, not a finished Yeah, product. it's something silly. Yeah. And, you know, start there. Yeah. It captures it's people. It's super fun. People love seeing little sketches, little little forays into illustrative art. And and the thing I noticed a lot when now having sat in on a couple of these comic caves is that uh, you both use kind of like a, a very wide range of devices. I you know mm. you use your phone a, as well as Entlink has her tablet, and yeah. I noticed that it kind of almost to a point now where you can get into digital artistry off of like anything. Pretty much. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, there's uh, so many YouTube videos out there. I've seen people do it on their iPads, on their phones, like I do sometimes. Uh, and you can come up with some really intricate pieces just on your phone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really incredible what I've seen people post. Like, because that's where, like, uh, you know, people who are super young and they start, mm-hmm. if they don't have the money for a tablet or whatever yeah, it is, tough. like, you make do with what you have. And mm-hmm. then that's what's crazy is seeing those type of people get through that hurdle yeah. and then progress to something like comfortable. Yeah. It's like Lee taking off the ankle it's weights. Like being like, in the <laughs> water, you know, it's like, yeah. <laughs> so yeah it's, it's super fun to see right? people in their element doing really well yeah uh, you just got to start mm-hmm. with whatever you got i also yeah. think like a lot of it too is just kind of getting over a little bit of that hurdle of wanting to not share yeah and i know and i mm-hmm. imagine I, I mean as a dungeon master i'm always scared if anyone hears how i run a game or a mm-hmm. session i i imagine as an artist it's got to be just as bad but i feel like you only can know or get better if you actually like go out there and just kind of let it shine yeah it's tough uh a number of the majority of artists have a really hard time with our perfectionism and feeling like a piece is never really complete so it's tough to put yourself out there and post that you know for everyone to see yeah i can totally see that because i i know there's i think still projects you've been working on since we first started getting married so yeah i can see how art can be this long process Mm -hmm. that really is almost never finished yeah, you can always add something. You can always think of something compositionally that you can change that might make it look better or that you think makes it look better. Whereas someone could be like, oh, I, I preferred the original. Mm-hmm. It's all about perspective, I think. And it's so subjective that it, something that looked amazing to somebody else to the artist could be like, oof, no, that was awful. Yeah. Yeah, I get that a lot when um, when I do stream on the Comic Cave Discord mm-hmm. and everything. It's um, 
like some people will ask like oh why did you erase that like it looked fine and i'm yeah. just like no it was not so me. terrible <laughs> yeah to me. like i, I could mean, never let myself live that down there's been times that i've jumped into the stream and i'm just like holy crap it looks amazing and you're like i ah, just bare no no erase it all i'm just like don't look at or me i'm like i just know that was so good <laughs> but then there's other times where i've been able to catch you and be like oh hey actually i have a little bit different vision for this character and mm. you're like no problem and you just start like totally changing it it up on the plot and it's so cool to see and the potential for others to be able to be like hey i want to see this change a little bit can you do it and you're just like yeah no problem that's what like i do encourage that where it's like if i'm like drawing like yes this is like out of the goodness of my heart you know (laughs) but like i enjoy doing this and but part of that enjoyment is like capturing it correctly Mm -hmm. like that's just how my brain works so like i like that direction and that's what has been awesome about being more open about sharing my art, even the mm-hmm. fuck ups and like the ugly stages, because it's all ugly until the very end. Yeah. But like, to me, but mm-hmm. having people there to give input, like, it really does help because like sometimes you're looking at it. I'm sure you get this a lot where yeah. you have to take breaks. You know, mm-hmm. you're looking at it for so long. I, I can't be around it anymore. Yeah. I have to look at something else for a little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's tough. It's tough to sit there and and feel like. Everybody else might be feeling like it's great, but you're just like, ugh, I hate everything about this. I just want to erase it and start over. Yes. And, I, and I imagine there's a lot to learning about your mistakes, right? Uh, yes, you know. And they... not just in doodling, correct? <laughs> no, it's not just about the artwork. You Like <laughs> like I said, when you're an amateur, uh, there's also, and you start looking into buying software, you need to understand the type of software you're buying. So I made a little boo-boo. <laughs> I bought a tablet for to, to start doing more digital artwork uh, landscaping artwork uh for extraeus and i bought uh something that came with it as a bundle which was the eclipse studio paint uh software uh and it came with like those the long uh code that you have to type in but when i went to do that on the tablet for some reason like it doesn't take it it only takes like this 12 digit one that's for the subscription version which is the newest version it just was it didn't work it didn't work i ended up uh putting that code into a different uh device that did take it so i am able to use that that version mm-hmm. of cliff studio paint but in not some really aspect, but not not what i intended it for so i do have to wait a little bit because it did cost like 30 dollars for that software i do have to wait a little bit until i can buy the subscription to cliff studio paint yeah, that's always something fun to have happen. Yeah, so you you have to kind of uh, honestly, I would just look up videos as to how to get started if you're truly interested in that. There's plenty of free YouTube videos of all sorts that teach you how. If you are interested in landscapes, if you're interested in character work, they have different videos for that that teach you everything about brushes. And it's not just for things like Clip Studio Paint. You have like the iPads. They have all these iPad artists that just teach you how to create amazing pieces of artwork with a couple of brush strokes it's insane yeah sometimes simpler is better you know like you Mm -hmm. have your foundations down and and then you can add that flourish with like because you know brush theory is kind of real like it uh, certain things like just give like a messier cleaner Mm -hmm. mood i guess to it like uh i love the memes going around (laughs) where uh it really conveys that same drawing but different 
weights, different it, effect. Yep. And like you guys are trying to explain to me, so like you can literally have like a brush to do almost anything, correct? You can use one brush to create an entire piece. Uh, there are artists who specialize in that type of artwork and they're known for that type so of like, artwork. When I hear brush, I think of like, you know, like a paint. So you just kind of like, it mm -hmm. just gets swiped over and it doesn't affect. Yes, digital, digital paint brushes work in a very similar way to real paint brushes. Uh, it's just digital, so you have a little more control over what the brush does, how big it goes. Uh, so you don't need 12 million brushes to create the effect you, that you do on can on real canvas versus a digital canvas. Mm -hmm. You can switch it up right then and there. Gotcha. It's, so it's a lot easier. Um, so that that's why I, I like in my free software anyway there's plenty of brushes that i think really do a good job i love using the glow brush uh to do different effects for like the sun or a moon or the stars it's a really fun free brush that comes with almost any digital uh art uh software whether it's free or paid That's pretty uh, cool. and you can make a lot of really nice effects with it you can do a backlighting to something mm. now I, 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 like you said, you keep saying free. So you're saying that there are paid. So is it worth like a paid premium yes, brush? Like, yes. is that going to do something well, amazing? There are or? A bunch. The way from what I'm familiar with, with Clip Studio Paint mm -hmm. is, um, I'm not sure if it's similar on other softwares where some people can actually like private artists can put up, um, free or paid software, yeah. whether it's like real money so like or like the, bill. yeah, there's mm -hmm. community like gotcha. things. There's also like private artists who are like YouTubers or yeah. other types of like social media influence where they uh, they'll have like Patreon stuff where mm -hmm. you can add this tier like you can get this brush pack or whatever that they yeah. actually made. They and can edited design those brushes. Their own brushes yeah. and sell no. them. No, I imagine most of these brushes will probably help like kind of be able to produce art faster or more like yeah, it's efficiently different techniques so some brushes do things like put grass on a on a mm -hmm. canvas and they help you uh, oh, frame okay that. okay i get you now uh the, I, I loved your brush with it you talked about which was the fishnet brush that was super fun <laughs> it was very useful when <laughs> when drawing a funny doodle of dr matthias you know all head cannons over yeah here. nothing yeah. like taking my antagonist and giving him fishnet stockings <laughs> Really, but it really looks so I good. <laughs> and so, and so, yeah. So, different artists can can design their own brushes so that you can you can buy them. Sometimes they have little giveaways for free. Um, and so, mm -hmm. it's just really interesting to see what the different brushes can do. They can change the texture on your artwork. They can change the mood on your artwork too. So, like a, a rougher brush will create a rougher sketch that looks maybe more like an older old timey sketch versus the cleaner lines of a of a more modern sketch. Yeah, it's much like traditional art in that way mm -hmm. where it's like, oh, are you using a pencil? Are you using a G-pen? Are you exactly yeah. like are things layering on top of each other or is it like a solid like Matte binary? Color, yeah. Exactly. So are, are there any kind of brushes that you two would like recommend right now, whether they be paid or free that you are currently using? Well, my recommendation for the free ones is the glow brush. I love that. It, it does wonders for, for all of my landscaping. So that's that's the one I would nice. recommend. But it's free, so anybody can use it. So that's yeah, fine. I definitely, like, rely on a lot of the base brushes. But mm -hmm. I do have some other ones. Like, um, I have something similar probably to the glow brush. Um, I might have to, like, tweak my settings to get the right thing. Mm -hmm. But there's, like, a, the airbrush, which is, like, yeah. that soft. It's much better than, like, the blending tool that it has. Mm -hmm. um, but I mostly go through, like... I think it's rough pencil and I do have one that I got from social media. Um, 
I just like typed it in the search. I got it on TikTok. I'll post it. <laughs> yeah. uh, but it's called Muda Muda Muda, oh. like uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Of I'm course. assuming. It's of a, I'm course. assuming. I don't know. But it's really nice to get like a like a a semi opaque sketch, oh, okay. so you can layer it on top, kind of like so you don't a, have to go a into wide the settings pencil. and make it more transparent. Mm-hmm. It just does it on its yeah, own. Yeah. So oh, someone. Nice. That's what's cool is like someone played with it enough to get their own look to mm-hmm. it, and so now they posted it so that yeah. other people can use it. So that, I've been, been what's fun about it. the community. You can get different little freebies here and there just just from following people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah, I'll definitely have to take a screen cap and show that. Mm-hmm. We'll have to. It'd be kind of cool to share our workspaces uh, yeah. if you were down for that. <laughs> we might be taking pictures of that. Oh and posting man, them on the are elu- people Discord. seeing our elusive workspace? Oh, I know. <laughs> I don't know if people can handle our apartment. <laughs> It's, it's going to be fun. Uh, we have a lot of cool spaces to share, and I'm sure you have a really nice well, art nook as well. I have my corner of the couch I sit on, but definitely <laughs> just the, uh, uh, I hey, have my little setup. Apartment life. It's, right you got to do what you got to do. I have the big pillow that counts as my table oh, <laughs> for my yeah, laptop. Man. But even just, I know some people go ham on their actual layout. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure how the every software layout. is different, yeah. but yeah, just like where different windows are at and yeah such. where different brushes are located mm-hmm. and all sorts of manipulation software is mm-hmm. yeah it's it's interesting how they'll arrange that and there's videos cool. about that too mm-hmm. if you want to know how to arrange all the different little like hud things Widgets. that appear on the side of your artwork yeah. you or even can like look that up keyboard um like short shortcuts yeah, yeah. short keys are always fun word. you can always help set that up uh but that leads into kind of our next uh part of the <laughs> segment which is our challenge segment it's going to be super fun we we want to challenge people uh to show us kind of like what they what they feel extraeus looks like so this first one is going to be a nice uh water study of extraeus and so i just kind of want to give you guys a little background uh the waters of extraeus have a very unique color because the sun is a very new young blue sun and so the sky of extraeus is a sort of green a little washed out green Uh, And so it's not your typical warm yellow light that you get from, say, our sun. Uh, So the waters also reflect that type of color. And the waters of Extraeus on a nice calm day are a more of an emerald with a touch of sapphire in them. So it's it's more green than blue, but it does have some blue in there. And then if it gets stormy or it's a dark overcast day, uh, you're going to get darker waters in Extraeus. You're going to get a more sapphire emerald, which is going to be a little darker and it's going to reflect that stormy mood. And so we want to challenge people to post on the Comet Cave Discord. Show us how you view the waters of Extraeus. I'm already working on a little water study uh, that I'm going to be posting as well on my phone. And we're going to be seeing how that free software holds up to, to some of you guys' uh, other examples. I would love to see how that looks. So uh, hit us up on that Discord and let us know. Uh, and then what do you, what do you think about oh, that yeah. sort of challenge? I'm, looking, I'm definitely looking forward to uh, exercising my landscape muscle. Mm-hmm. I haven't done that in a while. so Yeah, so it's going to be a nice little challenge. And then, hey, every now and then mm-hmm. we might do a character mm-hmm. challenge. So I'll have to pull out the brushes to see how well I can make faces and bodies <laughs> and stuff. Uh, So that'll be super fun. I I encourage everyone to listen in and also to participate uh, in on the challenge. Show us on the Couple of Nerds Discord page. We have a segment for Comic Cave where you can put all of those uh, projects in. Show us what they look like. Put little descriptions in there. And we'll have a discussion as to how they look, what what kind of emotions they evoke in us. Because that's, that's really the point of artwork is to give us a feeling. 
And then also, I imagine we can see which ones we like the most and have them featured. That would be awesome to pick a winner mm-hmm. or a couple of winners and, and showcase them in the next Comic Cave mm-hmm. uh, as part of the segment. I would love that. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. I think that'd be kind of cool to also have mm-hmm. other people. And, and another way to connect with everybody. And, and yeah. Have a... Would all entries be uh, directed to the Discord? We can yeah. post yes. in that. Just put them in, in the, the Comic Cave. cave. That's awesome. where we have it so that everyone can go and we'll base it off of people's reactions. And, yeah. And we go and we'll pick who what people want to see and we can have mm-hmm. you guys kind of see what it looks like give your kind of feedback and and kind of also perhaps include it more into the world that is extraeus and yeah. find another way to add that to our if world. If it looks beautiful, you know, and and we love it and and everybody votes it as the best, we we might say Maybe this is what it looks like. Perhaps it'll be some mm-hmm. rivers or lakes or something out yeah. in Because you got to think it's not just the ocean that's that beautiful oh, sapphire yeah. emerald or mm. emerald sapphire, it's the rivers too. Uh, the ice caps might be a little different because the water is a, you know, a slightly different color. So it might not be completely white. But, I mean, anything. I mean, the world is so vast and mm-hmm. so unique that, I mean, every little bit of art helps. Yeah. And just like earlier, we touched on, like, everyone's interpretation is different and offers that new perspective mm-hmm. that we can build on going forward. You yeah. Know? Like, oh, it's yeah. all collaborative. I'm super excited to see how other people view the world, too, because, you know, it's kind of our brainchild, but we you really can't tell what other people think until you see how they see it. Yeah, and then also, not only that, but just also their worlds as well, because it's always nice to see other people's unique worlds out there that, you know, even though we play D&D and Extraeus, and, you know, that's kind of our characters and stuff, we also play in this multiverse of all the other tables and yeah. all the other D&D players and all the other, you know, homebrew worlds are all mm-hmm. part of this true multiverse of D&D yeah. that are technically all connected in a way because we're all playing the same game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I-, I would love to see that. And then, you know, I'd like to encourage everybody that's listening to like and review the podcast. Let us know what you think. Let us know uh, if there's things that you think we might be able to improve on or include that you'd like to see later. Let us know if certain brush it. Maybe they want to challenge you guys to a yeah, challenge and maybe mm-hmm. they have some brush Absolutely. they want to see you guys try Put that out. forward I, I would love to hear if there are challenges that's you know, that people can come up with and and that we can try and mm-hmm. meet also big thing is obviously as at has been talking about jo- come join our discord and, mm-hmm. and watch her stream live as she yeah. is crafting the various characters and these comics and you can see little sneak peeks for the different comics that will be coming up mm-hmm. in, in the next comic caves so yeah. you can you know you can get little little sneak peeks there if yeah you join. and while you're there you also can connect with other travelers because mm-hmm. a lot of us sit and discuss and, and kind of enjoy watching the art ourselves you know unfold yep yep mm-hmm. we like to sit in the voice chat and in the video chat watch entlink uh, do her thing and and we we all kind of contribute sometimes so it's really fun uh we encourage you guys to come and join us and we thank you so much for tuning in uh we'd love to keep hearing from you guys in the reviews and the comments let us know how you how you feel oh yeah and obviously entlink we always enjoy having you here is there anything you'd like to Give you a little nice little shout outs. Just to thank you guys again for having me. I'm uh, Endlink or Endlink Art on like all platforms basically, Um, Mm -hmm. and I do try to stream on the disc uh, on the Discord uh, every Sunday nights, pretty regularly, whenever I can, really. Mm. But catch me in the evenings for sure. Oh yeah, definitely. We're we're all traditional later in the evening Mm -hmm. kind of people. Right. And just for (laughs) clarity, that's at Endlink E N T L Y N K. That's Mm -hmm. on X, Instagram, TikTok. You'll be able to see a a bunch of her awesome sketches. Uh, But thank you so much for joining us, and have a wonderful day. And that concludes today's journey through the realm of Couple of Nerds. We hope you had a blast exploring the intricate world of Extraeus. 
Don't miss out on the visual extravaganza over at our YouTube page at Couple of Nerds Podcast. It's where the magic comes to life with exclusive video segments, art previews, and a peek behind the curtain. Dive deeper into our adventures by visiting dndwifestories.com, your haven for all our podcast transcripts and a treasure trove of content dedicated to the captivating universe of Extraeus. Your unwavering support is our greatest treasure. Take a moment to weave your thoughts into a review and hit that subscribe button for an enchanting journey with a couple of nerds. Join us beyond the podcast in the Extraeus Project Discord. Connect with us, the creators, and even the travelers themselves. Witness the magic unfold in live drawing streams, game alongside us, and step into our digital tavern, The Bard's Haven. Share your stories and characters with fellow adventurers. Visit dndwifestories.com for the link to join our vibrant community. Stay tuned for more tales, more laughs, and more insight into the world of tabletop gaming. Until then, may your dice be kind, your campaigns epic, and your adventures legendary.